What's good, Internet, and welcome to session 89 of Super GG Radio, where friends chat about video games and all things adjacent. I am the one and only Alex Arona. Sometimes they call me the beta boss, other times they call me the marketing master. But for sure, they never call me merciful. Isn't that right, Joel DeWitt? You know him as well as the Nintendo idiot. Nintendo? I may love Nintendo. I might be a Nintendo idiot. Uh, a Nintidiot. But, uh, you know, in general, it's been a pretty good couple months of gaming. Pretty good all around. You have been pretty hyped this year about the amount of games. In- Indies have really filled the gap of all these AAA releases that uh, seem to have fallen by the wayside. And I, I mean, I- I've been blessed by the AAAs that I really wanted with- between Animal Crossing and Paper Mario and now Final Fantasy VII. But, uh, yeah, I- I've plugged those holes with some good stuff. Joel always plugging holes. Now, the one person who won't shut up about bug snacks, Eric Getty Gettinger. What's up, guys? Alex, Alex, when can we when can we bug snacks? I, I don't, you know, I think we're gonna go today. This week is the extra life recap. Running down bug all the stuff we. <laughs> Alex, bug snacks. I, I know, I know you're hyped on bug snacks. We're water, all hyped on bug snacks. The water isn't very good in bug snacks, but <laughs> not as good as Paper Mario. But but you know what? All the characters in bug snacks look like Muppets, yep. which is a really good thing. It's really hard for me not to see. Okay, we, this week we are running down the early adopters, games, and backlog blog we, games we played during our 24-hour long stream. So let's just jump right into early adopters, where we play alphas, betas, and games that made us destroy each other and other things. All right, so guys, we went through Extra Life. We lasted 24 hours. <clears throat> not you, Joel. No, not me. Oh snap! You calling out Joel? <laughs> I was, I was given a mercy this year. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna need the mercy next year. This year no. it's you. Next year it's me. So you're back at 24 okay. hours next year. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Are, are we gonna be full on in person next year? You think we're gonna be uh, all vacked up enough to do that? Yeah, you're gonna have to bring your members card that proves that you got vaccinated. <laughs> Make sure I got my 5G microchip. From yeah. And no, no. Did you hear uh, for concerts? They're making people uh, yeah. certify that they tested. Yeah. Or you have to prove that you were vaccinated. Oh my God, that's infringing on my rights. No, it How isn't. <laughs> Go <laughs> to Applebee's. No uh, <laughs> okay, uh, hold on. Okay, so Joel, we played. We both, all three of us played Dark Pictures Little Hope. What do you yeah. guys think about the new entry into the Dark Pictures series? You start, Getty. I gotta start? Alright. Yeah. Uh, this game blows my balls off. <laughs> wow. Quite literally. That is a bold statement. Well, you know, it, so one of the things that we always talk about is like the, the aesthetic of games. So this one, it it definitely sets the tone just like the last one uh, when you get into the library and the, the librarian, I guess... He's, uh, he's talking you up. He's getting you all psyched up. Um, but that opening, I did not expect for them to take that route with it, uh, where just everybody gets slaughtered. Mm-hmm. Of course, uh, all of the the way that the characters interact with the environment, it's, it's very pretty. Um, 
And uh, I don't know how much into the story we want to get. I mean, if anybody watched our stream, then they would be able to tell how far we got. Uh, we got to the end of chapter or act one mm-hmm. for both uh, playthroughs that we did. But uh, even the wealth of experience between the two games that we saw, Alex, Beth, and I had a different experience from the one that Joel and Kelly did. And it, I think that Joel and Kelly did it so late on that I was ready to like just give them all of the clues and hints that we came across. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, they got to do this. They got to do that. And Joel, you missed the gun. You missed the gun. There, there's a gun? Yeah. Yes. Where's the gun? And it, you had to go to one of the abandoned home, one of the abandoned buildings, and you would find a gun. Yeah, it was like a little shed that was on a path. It was the second time that John freaks out. Okay. No. So yeah, Alex found it. There was like a heartbeat sequence that you had to make it through. I think we also found uh, another item that was in that house too. But like, I am all about these games. I have, I'm foregoing because Alex already tried to give me to the trailer for the next one. I want to mm. beat the game so that I can unlock it so I can see what it is. But I, I'm really looking forward to finishing my playthrough and probably, you know, letting Alex borrow it. And yeah. And, you know, we should really try and do the co-op movie night because yes. that's something that we haven't done before. We did the in-person movie night again. And it was fun to, you know, hassle each other. Um, I think the one scene that went very different for both of us that I I kind of felt bad about because we gave Beth the controller and she had to throw the phone up to uh, the, the bro. Uh, she biffed it. So, yeah, the light broke. And now that character, like when he went into that house, he fell down. <laughs> he just like plummeted. And I was for sure like, oh, God, is he going to die? But we made it through without any deaths Yeah, so far. And I, I, I think that you guys also made it to the end of that without any deaths, right? Correct. It yeah. was close. We, uh, it, there was a clutch moment <laughs> where I, I guess I chose the wrong person to save, but still somehow saved the, uh, the what are they called? Uh alternative lifestyle student or alternative student the the older woman uh she is so mean not a nice lady no no she's not i uh i we've actively made the decision that we're gonna lean in on that nasty behavior and uh see where it (laughs) takes us down the road take it narratively down to the dark place We're, we're going to act out based off of their actual personalities we're going to be role playing uh, I, I'm with Daddy here. Like these, these games are right in my bailiwood, right in my wheelhouse. The, the kind of like, uh, you know, uh, choose your own adventure book game type deal, right? And uh, once again, it's not quite as polished as Until Dawn, but it's a s- smaller, more concise experience. The acting is acceptably good for what you're getting out of it. It's it's comparing those like really prestige horror movies to like a, a sort of standard fair one. So it's it's hitting all those right notes for me. And you know, even if I screw up this time, Daddy, we play these things to death in yeah. this house. So we'll we'll take a bite off of this bone until it's 
dry. So. One of the things I forgot to mention is that, you know, with uh, Man of Medan, Alex was particularly PO'd about the fact that there wasn't like that supernatural, it was all like fear toxin that was yeah. it was getting to yeah, people. Well, it was, it was this one that was I... undeniably supernatural in nature. You have yes. both the ghost that keeps haunting you, the little girl, and the creepy monster that came out of the water that's old, angry old Karen. I guess, is that what we're going to call her? <laughs> yes, angry old Karen. The other part is yeah. that I just I just called Man of Medan so quickly. I want to say like a third of the way through that thing. I was like, okay, this is going to happen. And this is, the, and I'm like, okay, I'm over it. I just, yeah, over I, it. I felt it was too soon. I, 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 they, they telegraphed it too early. Too soon? Too soon. I, I mean, I, I didn't understand the complaint. That didn't sour the experience for me, though, because, like, you get through a first couple sets of things where you're not quite sure if it's that yet, and then you make decisions. Like, I don't know the way you guys played, but when I played that the first time, there's that section where one of the guys is freaking out at a girl that he sees as being some sort of monster chasing him up, and I think you can whack her on the head with, like, a, a pipe or something. Okay. And I totally did. And then he gets out of his hallucination and realizes that he just offed his friend or his uh, Oh, <laughs> burn. So, like, it uh, th- that didn't detract me as much as it did for you. Like, it's, yes, narratively, it's nice to have the hooks at just the right moment. But it's just as much about the experience of, like, making the choices, seeing the consequences of those choices and uh, playing them all out. Jump, steers, jump scares so far have been really good in that game. We Beth, we made Beth scream at least once. Which <laughs> yeah. is like, that's my bar. It's like, if Beth screams, that's pretty, that's pretty mm. funny to me. But we're going to be on this forever unless we tear it down with Teardown. Very nice. Joel, you played Teardown. Uh, early access where uh, in a voxel world... Your job is to commit crime by destroying public property. Can you tell me about uh, Teardown and just what you briefly what your thoughts on it are, how you how it played? Yeah, so we, I actually tried to get on the the beta for this, and we, we were uh, shunned from it. But Teardown is very much just like the inherent tools are a hammer, like a sledgehammer. You did a fire extinguisher and I think a flashlight to start with. Uh, okay. And like the first couple levels are pretty much just like go to this house, go to this building and blow it up, tear it down. However, you can get around to it. Like the first one was just a house and you had your sledgehammer. Fine. Uh, it doesn't tear down brick when you do that. Like you can tear down wall and, and wood, but not brick. Uh-huh. But then there was uh, some sort of tanks, like explosive tanks next to the house. And you can throw those, and those will blow up the brick. But what I didn't realize was that there's actually certain button inputs that you can actually do to like do a directed throw. So for the first what was it, five <laughs> or right. ten yeah. minutes... You were just I dropping just, it in front of it. I was just... Yeah, I was just flinging my mouse forward and trying to drop it so it would float <laughs> midair to the right spot. So uh, if you don't know the controls that well, it, it created some fun unintended chaos, but it wasn't really what I was looking for. <laughs> but uh, once you get the hang of it, uh, that, that first level is sort of like to get acquainted to the controls, I think. Because the second level jumped right into 
going into this larger map layout and there was an objective of setting off i think three different alarms and then making an escape yep and the whole idea is that you spend the time to break down walls to create routes so you can quickly go from point a point b point c collecting all the items and then making your way to the exit point in a matter of time so i I was kind of surprised that like these levels were turning into specific objectives and something like that felt kind of intricate especially for like the third level total so far playing into it and Mm -hmm. it it, you know i I could see that being kind of cool like if, if they continue to gradually make the objectives a little bit more intricate and involved and just slowly turn the notch in difficulty to yeah. a reasonable degree. Uh, I, I know I heard other places, I think Giant Bomb, they were talking about like, oh, I wish it was just more levels of destroying stuff. <laughs> and I totally get that because it kind of hits the same itch as like uh, Blast Cores yeah. for N64 if you play that at all. Or like the, the first thing I thought of when I started playing this was those break rooms. You know what I'm talking about? Like those... Uh, oh, the angry pl- rooms? Yeah, like where like they basically just put you in a room and are like, here's stuff, now destroy it. Like, have you ever done that? No, I have not. There's one in our area, but like, I don't know. I, I always think like, okay, I'm going to end up getting like a shard of something in my arm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I you know, I, I'm averse to causing myself pain uh, like that. But yeah, I you know, this game... I haven't picked it up since Extra Life. I want to, just because it, it seems like it's the perfect kind of like dumb fun simulator. And you know, I ended up getting a, a blowtorch too, which was like a great uh, addition to really create chaos. But yeah, I, I thought it was a good time, and I, I would actually recommend this to people if they were curious and trying it. Yeah, it seemed okay. like you had a lot of fun with this one, Joel. I yeah, I watched you do that whole stage. Uh, I sat there i think that was about the same time we were at hour like nine or ten maybe mm-hmm. uh but i was absolutely glued to this because of the fact that it was like oh you should probably map out how you want to proceed through this area and you're like well that's dumb and then you tried to do it and you were like oh well this is not going to end well and then no. by the end uh that the second to last attempt when we realized that the gate was closed <laughs> And there was no way around it, so it's like, oh, I'll just drive a truck through it. That's fine. Like I, I tried to drive a truck through it. I tried to chop down a tree next to it and see if I could climb over it. It really and, uh, makes you think and have a, a plan to make it through. And, 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 and also, it lets you be like creative. It lets you be creative on the on the fly and just kind of like, I'm going to try this tactic or try this and see if that works. Yeah, it feels very open ended. Like there is not a explicit route that it seems like it's setting you up for, and the the vehicles the vehicles are such a great thing to have in these places because <laughs> they're like cranes there are forklifts there are uh just cars and just trucks and everything to be ran into driven into destroyed by them and it's just like going back to that blast course comparison it's like a perfect kind of just chaos generator okay so uh, Teardown is something that we're probably going to keep an eye on. You're probably going to come back to us and be like, oh, I played some Teardown. It was pretty good. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was my impression of you, Joel. It really wasn't Thank offensive. Thank you. That was, that was pretty close. Okay. Okay. I got deep there. It's better than the ones he does of me, so. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm gritty. I'm stupid. I have not said that. <laughs> you said it off air before we started. Alec played Deep Rock Galactic. But Alec's not here. I had a transition, too. I had a, I said that I was getting deep there, and then you kind of interrupted. Yeah, I'm going to continue to interrupt you. I'm getty. I'm stupid. There See? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Deep Rock Galactic. Uh, Alec isn't here to talk about it, but I got to say that it was... I have played some of it. I was planning on joining them, and then I watched them play uh, an hour of Deep Rock and got very sick. Don't know whether it was the Four Loco or if it was the motion sickness. I can second that, Alex. I think it was the motion of the stream coming from their side through our side. Because even when we gave them some booze via our Twitch app, um, we were both queasy. Like sitting yeah. there, oh, it's not going to... It's not going to end well. I was, was surprised at how zippy that moved. Like, I was expecting something slow, methodical, because it's supposed to be like dwarves mining yes. deep into the ground, right? Yeah. And I don't think to zippy speed when I think dwarves. So, like, it, it caught me off guard with how quick it moved. It is a lot of fun, though, to mine and have this kind of, like, progressive goal of like getting this ore, getting these eggs, and, put, you know, just uh, trying to bring it back. And then you're also getting attacked by waves of you know, uh, underground creatures that are all trying to kill you. But the, the, the standout moment for me was Alec had previously set up Twitch integration where I could go to our Twitch channel and input commands to spawn help or spawn, you know, just random enemies. And I thought that was fun. So I did everything I could. And I dropped every enemy on them, and they very quickly wiped. They, well, I mean, they survived a while, but it was a lot of like, okay, I'm dead. Alex, can you resurrect me? And I hit the resurrect button, and they come back like, oh, I'm dead again. I'm dead again. Oh, I'm so dead it was again. like blightbound. Okay. <laughs> and I also kept, I kept throwing random grenades that would either hurt them or help them. So I just kind of just kept raining grenades at them. There was a lot of stuff. Alex, Alex said, I need to disable a lot of this because this is too much. <laughs> So uh, I was glad to introduce Chaos into their three-man Deep Rock Galactic team. And they did well. They did well. I liked watching that game, despite how sick it made me. Now, we played two party games. This was a first for both of you. You guys had not played Among Us. Tell me, uh, Joel, your first thoughts on Among Us, when you, your first time playing it. Alec is a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> I... I uh... You know, what I've learned is that whoever speaks with the most conviction when you're arguing who should be voted out is the most likely to win in an argument. So, uh, Among Us is that kind of perfect hangout with friends game and sort of be doing something somewhat passive, but yeah. having like a conversation while you're doing it. I mean, I know the rules say to be quiet while you're playing the game. But uh, I don't see, if you're in a Discord chat, how well that would work. I feel like you're naturally inclined to start sort of chatting about. But I, I didn't know that there were, like, individual objectives to do if you weren't the imposter. So, like, that took me by surprise, although it made sense. And then, I don't know if you guys knew, but if you die, you turn into a ghost, and you can still complete your objectives yeah. towards a team win. 
See, I did not know that because I was a ghost for one of them, and I was the only one with objectives left. And I, I sat there just, like, kind of moving around <laughs> following people because I didn't know I could do it. And I was like, well, the game's over because, like, you know, I'm dead. Right. <laughs> I do wonder, like, we had, what, five people? Yes. Yeah. So, like, five people, that was, like, to me, that felt like the minimum threshold to have a decent team of people in the game. Like, I, I I feel like this is one of those games where the more people you can get in, the better experience you're going to have, or at least have more opportunity for a longer game with sort of intrigue and, and chaos happening in it. Because uh, that was sort of, if there was anything that I was kind of like, well, this could have gone better, is that each of the matches felt really short, or shorter than I expected to happen. Yeah, I don't think they necessarily need to go along, but... The more people you can add, more imposters. I've actually played with four people, and yes, it's 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 over in like a minute. It's it's not a whole lot going on. Once someone kind of dies, it's kind of it's really hard to kind of continue the game going. You have to like restart every cup, you know, a couple minutes. So it's not right. as great. I think five is the minimum threshold for fun. Uh, Getty, what did you think of Among Us? I think that the randomized uh, who it selected to be the killer mm-hmm. was broken. <laughs> Kelly was it like three times. I was. Yeah, it, I didn't I was get it, it once at all. I was it twice. I think. <laughs> yeah, I felt like that feature could have used. It should have. I I would have liked to try to be the killer at least once or the traitor mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's. It's really fun to like try and guess and see what's going on because if so, Joel, we we obviously did everything remotely, but you know, Alex, Alec, and I were all in the same place, so we we talk a little bit, but I can only imagine the conversations that were going on between Joel and Kelly uh, because I was like very hesitant to go from one room to another, especially if somebody was like creeping around behind me or near me. Yeah. I was like, don't you do it. You stay away I started from avo- I started avoiding people because yeah. I was like, this is, I know what's happening now. Well, yeah, exactly. Especially if you see somebody kind of idle and not moving, that feels like an obvious tell, like they're trying to lure you in uh, <laughs> to get close so they can ax you. My favorite part by far was one of the matches where Kelly was an imposter. Everybody left the room. And then within seconds, she just straight up murdered somebody in the hallway with me right behind her. <laughs> yep, and then I saw Joel book it for the emergency oh, like yeah. meeting table. <laughs> yeah, it was Kelly. It was Kelly. I saw her murder somebody right as we walked out. <laughs> yeah, I think that's how we blamed you. I was like, "What is Joel? Joel's just standing there. He must have done something." <laughs> Joel laughing kind of sus. Yep. <laughs> so uh, among us, I just think it's it's another one of those. It's a game that you could just bring to. Uh, obviously, we're probably not going to have a whole lot of family Thanksgivings or Christmases, but you could bring that to a family game and g- bring, give it to your like mother and aunt, and just they can kind of figure it out and kind of get past to where they need to go. So that's why I like it. It's it's accessible to everybody, even if you're not a gamer. Now, uh, another thing that has taken off for those. Uh, doing quarantine but aren't necessarily gamers jackbox party pack we played number seven the newest Uh one in the series uh i really that this was my first time playing it i actually bought it while we were streaming and you know installed it while we were streaming for future use and we obviously got our uh, good use out of it 
Uh, it's worth it just for Quiplash 3. That is tons of fun. Agreed. Especially at the end, now they added triple Quiplash, where you had to come up with three things that uh, would all match the same kind of joke. Then um, on top of that, we also played the one where you all make superheroes, drawing your own superheroes who would possibly win in a contest <laughs> at different things. I got kicked out of that game, so I didn't get a chance to play, but some of those were very funny, and you all suck at drawing. Yes. Yes, thank you for that. Accurate. One of the answers, I literally just wrote the name Kelly. Yeah. And I, then I yeah, beat that it. one I saw, I was like, <laughs> I don't know. Well, so, it really was... All right, so that one was okay. Quiplash was definitely worth it. The one where everybody's a member of like the devil family, yeah, not so much. Oh that, yeah, that one. That one requires some coordination. Yeah, and none of you guys were in a state to try to cooperate, and nobody was speaking to each other either. <laughs> what I didn't understand time. was what was the point of being selfish. I don't. No, nobody. I, knows. I, I, I didn't. I didn't know if it was like an accidental thing or if they were clearly marked as being selfish. But that—that's one thing I never gathered, and I didn't know what the what the benefit of because it's a team win game, right? Like yeah. the, the win state is everybody winning. So, in theory, nobody should be reaching out for those. Yeah, that's why I was kind of confusing. Uh, we didn't get a chance to play the other two games. I think there's two ga- more games in this that we didn't get a chance to play. But um, I think I'll probably end up bringing that over to nobody's house. But I'll probably play it with some <laughs> friends uh, remotely, and we'll see. I'll, I'll report back on the other two games and what that pack so far. I got to say, though, that those first two games were enough for me to say this is a quality party pack. Because I've played for sure. all of them. And I think if it's got two good games, it's worth the price to me. And there are some of them that don't have that. So oh, that. That second game. There was one round where they gave me the card of the other person's drawing, and it was like this duct thing, yeah. and I had no clue what to respond with. So I just tried to copy their drawing. <laughs> and I was like, I'm not going to win, but I'm going to amuse myself. <laughs> just to confuse people. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So I think that I think Jackbox 7 is something it's a, it's up there in the good category versus some of those that are pretty far down there. Um, now we've talked about a lot of games today uh, and this episode is going to probably be very long, but real quick, can let me borrow a little hope. G- nope. Getty little nope, Alex little, nope. little nope. Oh, nope. Okay. A little nope. I'm going to guys, I'm going to keep, I'm going to work Getty over. Hopefully by the end of break, I can get a copy of Little Hope. Let's let's take a break. Be right back. news we rocked that extra life all night long oh yeah there we go there we go it's time for the news first piece of news getty mass effect boom react bam wait i was supposed to read that come on (laughs) how hyped are you i was gonna be like boom i'm very hyped 
I'm You're the guy with the N7 tattoo. I am the maximum amount of hyped. I'm the hyper of hypitude right now. Y'all don't even know, Alex. No, Joel. So you... Mass Effect, Mass Effect Boom means what? They're they're making a new one. Well, they also hinted at that, but I mean they they were gonna make another one. But this is this is in a reaction to the legendary edition. Which is all three games and DLC, which is fantastic, if only because the DLC was all very good, but also still 20 bucks for each piece of DLC. Yeah, you want that oh, DLC? Yes. You got to pay the tax. You the, need it. So EA tax. You, yeah. EA tax. Huh. It's in the huh. game, Joel. And you need at least <laughs> three pieces of that DLC. There's like three per game, you but do. I can say yeah. at least... One from part two, and I can say one from part three. I don't, I don't know about one, but there is just some quality DLC that has really well written stories, and uh, it's just it's it's a very good set of games. And I would say you should play them, Joel, with the legendary edition, except for you already bought them and still have yet to play them, right? Correct. Hmm. I, I've got Mass Effect trilogy on PlayStation Three, which I would not recommend. And uh, I mean, the games are good. It's just like things chug pretty badly there and uh i've got at least one and two on steam i think probably i think i think they didn't give their three didn't drop until they started with ea earlier this year right but i mean alex and i spent like good five six minutes looking at pictures of miranda's butt from mass effect 2 during the extra you did and then you kept showing them to me (laughs) yeah that's because I that remember. game was all about that booty. Oh, yeah, it was. I, I explicitly remember being at work, like, ten years ago now. And in the break room, Fox News was on, and, like, they were talking about Mass Effect and the virtual sex scenes you could take part of. And, oh, this is, like, tearing at the moral fabric <laughs> yeah. of Beth picked our country. the blue girl. I let Beth pick when I played those. I let We're devoid of morality here on the show, guys. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I was also going to say, Joel, I don't know if you were aware of that, but Getty is the number one Mass Effect super fan and seven tattoo on his heart. Is that on your heart? No. Alex has Wait. no idea about the human anatomy, <laughs> which is weird where... because I'm pretty sure he helped Beth study for all of her PT stuff. I did. Where is your N7 <laughs> tattoo? I just don't remember where it was. It's on the right side of my chest. My right oh, side. Oh, okay. I don't, left side. I don't, I don't look at you shirtless a lot. We need to change that. Let's, let's get, pop the shirt off. Let's go. Uh, I'm pretty sure I wore my Arby's like sun's out, buns out shirt or it's, it's a tank top over to your house mm-hmm. yeah. on an extra life day. So I don't know how you didn't see all of my ink all too. Wait, do, do you have an Arby's tattoo? No, but now, got, now I want one. He's got ghost on his arm, but he's got the N7 logo on the other side of his chest. I have a ghost. If you're going to, if I you're going to get a fast food chain on tattooed on your body, what fast food chain would he go for? Chris, chrysanthemum. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't me. know. Now I kind of want to do like an Arby's tattoo. Okay, hold on. I'm looking some <laughs> Their stuff Their marketing campaign is real good right now. Tattoo thing. It, it has been, yeah, yeah. Hmm. What would you I'm go, looking Joel? up logos now because I feel like I feel like you I know, would like the White Castle castle without the words White Castle. Fair, fair. If we're going based off food, it's a cool like triangle. 
I think Diamond. Bojangles would be my choice. What the, I what the hell is that? What the hell it's is like that? A chit, it's like a chicken and biscuit place that's in the, the south. Uh, like it, it's, a, it's like a Bojangles. KFC alternative, but it's actually yeah, I, really good chicken. I recently had I had someone I went to uh, when we went to the Smokies. I remember Bojangles now. Yeah, okay. But if you're talking about like Lodo, honestly, Taco Bell wouldn't be bad. Liv, just I would just, bell. I would just get the tattoo that says Live Mas. There you go. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> finding the loophole. That's Alex's <laughs> motto. <laughs> I'm always uh. living Mas, Getty. Well, Getty, what would you be? What would you be your fast food tattoo? We're really derailing the news right now. I, I think I'd go with Arby's. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is it going to say we have the meats? <laughs> yeah. Or it would be like we have the meats. I have the meats. Sweats. The meat sweats. <laughs> yeah. Okay. 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 Do we have anything to say on the Xbox and PS launches? Uh, me and Joel have now suddenly gotten the fever to try to get them all stupidly and without uh, without any plan at all. Someone, uh, Wario64, hey, they're at Walmart. And we'll just sit there and be like, nope. Walmart's crashing again. Oh, they're on Amazon. Click. Nope. Nope. So it's kind of a fruitless endeavor that's all funny to me because what? See, I, I'm just claiming that I'm doing it for you. <laughs> you, <laughs> that's you know, but like, but, but like if I end up being the dog that caught the car, <laughs> then I, I would maybe keep it. I, I mean, it, it is a shiny new box that yeah. I don't need, but if I got one i would probably keep it and uh that's the nice thing about not being in stock and impossible to find it means that i'm sparing myself the money until something's worthwhile to actually play on it yeah i mean demon souls is on there but i can wait on that agreed no i uh nothing really happened to me except for i just have some disposable income and i'm like well we should probably just get that done now I have money now. I should definitely spend it right, right that away. And that and uh, I have seeded the grounds enough. I, I seed the grounds with like, oh, that PS4 looks pretty good, Beth. You know, looks pretty good. It's awesome. Alex is busy buying the dip. I know. I'm getting prepared. Okay. Also, uh, Xbox Series X rumored to have overheating problems uh, with viral pick. Turns out to just be vape smoke. Sad enough. They had to release a statement. Please don't blow vape into your Xbox. <laughs> that made me laugh. I, waiting for somebody to turn their Xbox Series X into a bong. I'd like to, let's I mean, be real. I mean, it's got a lot of open chambers. Vapor <laughs> chambers. Mm-hmm. I, I bet you could route some sort of uh, piping through those. Hmm. A lot of weed jokes there. I, I wonder... You know, I I wonder if you could turn it into a half. Uh, I know they used vape juice there, but like uh, one of those uh, fog makers. Yeah, it'd be you might be like Xbox slash uh, fog maker. Maybe add like a little bit of uh, green lighting so it comes out looking like green smoke. Could look kind of cool. Yeah, I could see I that. How, I don't know how long it'd last working if they did that, but. <laughs> Now, moving on. Joel, tell me about this next one. I had not heard this because that's not my world. <laughs> Hit me, Joel. So, in in the game of Roblox, my children, it's like it's like they're Mario, weirdly enough. Uh, 
every time that you die in a game, you, your character falls to pieces like it's a Lego character, okay. and it goes, oof! And so, like, weirdly enough, it's been the sound that's become ubiquitous. Ubiquitous? Mm. I think that's how you say the word. Uh, to some sub-circles. But they found out that there was a copyright for that oof sound that was infringed upon. Minecraft? Uh, I don't think it was Minecraft, but it was it was like it was like a stock sound that they took from something and didn't credit or pay for the rights to it. And so I think via the results of some lawsuit or something like that, they had to remove the oof hmm. sound and in order to get it back, you have to pay a microtransaction fee oof. to get it back. <laughs> that accurately describes how I feel about that. <laughs> so, uh, not really an important thing, but I ran across that and I was just like, "That's that's the perfect kind of encapsulation of the awful, awful financial backdrop of our hobby anymore." Yeah. Well, you know, they have to find a way to make the money back, right? So, big oof. Speaking of uh, money and copyright infringement, Twitch cracking down on copyright claims for music suggests simply deleting infringing videos. It's why I don't back up Kevin's Tony Hawk stream, because they will get flagged on YouTube. So much run the jewels when he's playing that. Yeah. So much RTJ. Yep. Which is, I mean, not for not, right? That's a, you I, know, I, that's I mean, a, some good, some good music. I like RTJ. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing I'm jealous about Hartwood playing that game on PC is that he can just run his music in the background, turn the Tony Hawk music all the way down, and then it's like your own custom playlist, which I I miss that in consoles. Do you guys remember, I think it was the original Xbox, you could rip your CDs to the hard drive, yep. and then in like SSX and some other sports games, you could disable their soundtrack and then play what's on your hard drive for the game. I miss that stuff a lot. Uh, well, uh, Dan, our friend Dan has told me that uh, they have, uh, what, Amazon Music or something, or Spotify on the PlayStation 4, that you can have that running while gaming. And yeah, Steve does that too. Down. Yeah. So it kind of does give you the same functionality to be able yeah. to play the in-game music just to, you know through Spotify or whatever. I should toy with that then, because I, I was not aware, and I... I do have a Spotify account. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I'm learning things today. Yep. So uh, according to uh, Phil Spencer, Microsoft almost abandoned the Xbox brand after the launch of the Xbox One. Wow, I did not hear about that. That's actually kind of big, though I also have heard another story about PlayStation slowly backing, like doing less emphasis on Japan because the Nintendo Switch is so powerful out there. So uh, both some ducking and weaving from uh, heads of both PlayStation and Microsoft. I could see that, the you know, trying to switch it up, change the name of the console just to distance itself from such a hard time launching. You know what I mean? I just, I, I don't, I don't know what they would rename it to. I mean, yes, they, they had a rough go at it with the Xbox One and they've, failed miserably at the start but like xbox is their gaming brand it, it, it would be like 
Sony nitzing the PlayStation name. And I don't know. That just seems like wild to me. The fact that they were considering that makes me think that they were also considering getting out of the console business. I, that that's how that's how big of a thing that seems to me. Yeah, and I can see that's I can see that being like well, I mean there there have been several times where people have kind of talked about like someone backing out or. So, or someone buying more in, you know what I mean? With like Xbox saying, like they're like, who's gonna, who they're gonna buy next? Who they're gonna buy next to be part of their studio? So there's kind of a, I think that the same way they say, oh, there's always some talks of somebody trying to buy somebody. I think there's always a contingent contingency where like, oh, as soon as we hit this button, we're out. Let's go. Mm-hmm. We're done. We're done. We can just hit yeah. the button and like there's an instant. Everyone's kind of prepared for the worst case scenario. I feel that could be. Yeah, and I know Microsoft was going through like a reorg several years back anyway, where it was kind of in question what Microsoft's future was, and then there was like weird conversations of like, okay, would would Microsoft sell off the Xbox brand to somebody? in that so i wonder if that was in the sort of same circle of conversation with the idea of dropping the brand but it uh it kind of seems like they're poised for a better situation now i mean they're they're definitely leaning into that uh game pass route and i I think that's going to sustain them for a while until they get some of their exclusive stuff out yeah and i I think that i've already shouted from the rooftops as somebody as a playstation person how great game passes so that's for me there is there is a level of i don't know i remember that xbox series s oh for sure like like this is one of the first uh console launches where i've half considered like do i want to do an xbox first just because i've already got game pass for a good year and some change they're both gonna get the same multi-platform stuff it's gonna be a while before sony really gets the first party stuff churning anyway Maybe. Yeah. Well, uh, if you want news, we can see if we can go another 24 hours. I'm not doing that. I'm tired. Yeah. I, I After two days, don't you start to like lose your sanity if you go without sleep? I, think it's I did three. that once in high school. It's it, For me, it got to like three. Okay. 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 Let's take a break. And we're back. Back with the backlog blog where we play games that have us pick between attractive birds we want to date. Bam. You know what we're talking about? We're talking about Hatful Boyfriend. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hell, yeah. That game ended abruptly, and I didn't love it. That was sad. Yeah. <laughs> that took me by surprise. Well, like, are, are these games often like that, where if you choose a wrong branch, it's just like it lops your head off? It can be, sentence? but this one, like, I see why it did it. So... During the playthrough, uh, Beth didn't spend enough time with any specific... Were they pigeons? 
Were they yes. birds? Well, they Dolls were all different like... types of birds. So she didn't pick one and then like focus on it. She kept like switching between different stuff. And then I think the date uh, towards the end of where the playthrough cut is like one of the deciding factors. So if you didn't get to go on that date, um, you kind of bone yourself. Gotcha. Okay. Also, also for my yeah, you have you have to pick one person and kind of just go that route. I think that's kind of the thing is that she's spreading herself to want to experience all the games and all the people in one playthrough, and that's kind of not the game that these are. And specifically in Hatful Boyfriend, I've kind of looked into it a little bit more. The endings and who you date vary the ending drastically. So in this case, she was killed by. Uh, what seemed like the Grim Reaper who was performing an experiment that a human needed to find love with a pigeon. Hot. But that's not every playthrough, and supposedly there are other endings that lead to biker gangs um, and political agendas and all these different like things can happen depending on who you pick and how the story goes. They become very they vary so vastly different. That in this case, it just ended being like, oh, yeah, this demon says you didn't make you didn't find love with a pigeon. So you're dead. (laughs) And it's just like a weird, abrupt ending. She obviously got the worst one. But Mm -hmm. apparently, if you pick one person and kind of proceed and answer the questions correctly, you end up in very different places. So it, you know, it's tricky. I think that if we play another one of these games, which I think we will. Uh, we're going to have to say, hey, Beth, you should just pick one person and stick with it. Maybe that'll get us some better results with some of these games. I kind of feel like, so for me, I don't know that I'd want to play one of these on my own, but mm-hmm. the group experience made it a lot of fun. Yeah. So, so like similarly to, I mean, we didn't quite reach the peaks of I Love You, Colonel Sanders from yeah. last year, but still having just like a group of us sitting here like playing out roles and stuff and doing and somebody making the choices yeah yeah that that is a lot of fun so like it was a good time to jump in and hang out too yeah well considering one of them was me like the bird was me <laughs> it's real eye-opening guys <laughs> he's like i hate everything and it's like, oh, that's daddy cool. opened his third eye and it was a pigeon yeah, yep. I did. What is it? Step into the iris. Oh, uh, pass yeah, through okay. the iris. Next, uh, we also played some Lethal League. I got Getty and Alec into Lethal League. Always a classic for me. That's one of my favorite multiplayer games. Getty, what did you think about stepping into the arena, playing some Lethal League? Well, you know, it took me a couple more rounds than I thought to get back into prime form. But then towards the end, I uh, definitely hit my groove and was cleaning house a bit. Um, I'm still the master of that game. I think I gave you a pretty good run for your money. The la- yes. So I think, I don't remember if Alec took any of the, the sets that we played, but I mean, once... Uh, Lethal League is one of those games where everybody has a main and they, as long as they're warmed up, then it makes for a much more interesting experience. Um, so of course, like Croco Man, he's my go-to, 
because I can yeah. throw up the ball. You see what I did there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then Alex always picks the robot. I don't even know if he had or what his special is. He can he can ride on the ceiling. He can go all the way around. Oh, that's but he doesn't have any like special trick shot. Uh, if he does, oh his he hits it with his skateboard, but I haven't figured out what it does. <laughs> yeah. So again, I've played this game for a long time, and I have those specials are so uneven to me. But but Daddy's Daddy is absolutely right though. Like it is like a fighting game. It's like a racer. Whoever is the one person out of a group of friends who has played it a lot more and is just like a level above everybody else ruins it for everybody else. So good job, Arona. Yep, every time. <laughs> uh, next, uh, Metal Gear Kevin. You no, were that's supposed to say that uh, speaking of ruining it for everybody else. <laughs> oh, here's Kevin. Speaking <laughs> of ruining it for everybody else. Uh, Outer Kevin uh, played quite a bit of Comic Zone. Yeah. Comic Zone. Those old school Sega Genesis games, uh, there are there is a very there's a very there's a there's a specific subsect of those games where it really does just come down to memorization. Mm-hmm. Because Comic Zone is much more punishing than I remember. Really? To the point that it was as punishing as I remember. <laughs> I mean, I guess I didn't play, I didn't, you know, I remember not playing much of Comic Zone, so that'll probably tell me that it's pretty punishing. Yeah, yeah. I, I remember the first, the only times I played it when I was a kid, you rented everything for Blockbuster, right? Yeah. So, got home, played it a bunch, every time died on the first, like, set of comics. Never got past those parts, ever. Ever. And I was watching Hartwood play, and he was, like, doing combos. And I was like, where the hell are you figuring out these combos at? Because everything felt kind of stunted and uh, unelegant (laughs) in playing it. But, like, Hartwood made it look pretty uh, effortless by comparison. It, It just seemed to me like that game... Like, I could play the X-Men game, I can play the X-Men Spider-Man game, I could play Sonic the Hedgehog, I can play a lot of games on the Genesis that require some more Twitch reactions, you know? Right. More bounce, figuring things out as opposed to raw memorization. And, he, you know, to his credit, Outer Kevin memorized large swaths, large swaths of that game. So it was actually very impressive to watch him play and unlock the game and figure it out, but... Also, at the same time, I just memorization is less fun to me than doing an actual like doing a very fast paced other game or something like that. So I feel like Comic Zone was different than what I remembered and uh, very, very difficult. Rote memorization of a game is a relic of older video games that you don't see as often anymore. Like uh, some indies still do it a little bit. Some games that are homages to prior series do it. I don't know, guys. I don't know that I entirely agree with that. Example, Souls games. See, I don't play much Souls games, so it doesn't really hit my my area. I don't disagree, Getty, but I also feel like there is a very heavy Twitch aspect to that as well. In some cases, yeah. So so I I agree with you. That, That part is... 
not as much why I play those games. But, you know, I do play those games, and I do memorize lots of patterns. All right, so that was Comic Zone. And lastly, your boy here, part of my punishment for forcing, forcing, forcing in in quotation marks, because I did not force Kevin to do anything. Mm -hmm. I highly suggested him play through all the Metal Gears against his will. You see, the against his will part means you forced him. Mm -hmm. And my punishment is to play all the Frog Fractions games. I started on the stream, and I beat Frog Fractions 1. You know, cards on the table, I did have a walkthrough for that text adventure just because I was trying to keep the stream interesting. And to be fair, you have already beaten this before, right? Yes, I've beaten Frog Fractions 1 and have forced everybody here, including Kevin, more forcing, this sounds bad for me, to play Frog Fractions 1 uh, to completion. And in this case, playing it again, still I find it tons of fun. I still think it, that I still think the jokes are funny. I still think the premise is silly. I still want to... I, I actively do want to play 2 and 3 Less so, too, for the ASCII art, but we will see. You know, this is motivation. This is all motivation for me to play those games, so I'm, I'm okay with it. I, it's um, absurd in all the right ways, and that's that's what made one worth playing. Although I agree with you, like, you need a walkthrough for the Tetsd adventure, because if you don't have the history of playing that genre, it is completely inscrutable. Yeah. Now, um... Jim, one of the developers of Frog Fractions, we may be having a conversation with in the near future. Wink. But on the other side, I did learn about fake boxing, where you would ta- uh, you would have a conversation with someone to bore them to death before someone actually threw a punch. Frog <laughs> Fractions is funny. All the Zork mids. I bought all the Zork mids. Okay. Uh, now, let me tell you all about all those Frog Fractions. Real good content. Can't wait to play the other two. But for now, uh, let's take a second to take a break and talk about our favorite uh, other moments from Extra Life. I'll be right back. gonna talk about stuff and things because that's a podcast you do do realize we're gonna start that session with this that's fine do what you have to (laughs) and we're back with getty singing about Uh, extra life talking about stuff and things yeah now now joel uh, what were your favorite stuff and things of extra life (laughs) there we go joel hit it most of the stuff and things my favorite my favorite stuff and things were getting a full night's sleep. Oh. That was pretty high up there on the list. Oh. <laughs> foul. Foul on the play. <laughs> Unacceptable. I, I, I know I'm going to pay for that next year. Um, I, I kind of half expected it to be fun anyway, but uh, my Kirby Suckathon was uh, a big one. Yeah. Uh, 
it, it was it was fun doing what I always do in Smash Brothers, which is play as Kirby, uh, try to bait people towards the ledge, swallow them, but don't spit them out until I'm jumping halfway off the ledge to their doom. But Hartwig just like pounding the suck jokes over and <laughs> over. Like it started funny, and, and then halfway through it got a little annoying. And then, like near the end, it became funny again, and so <laughs> it was. It was just that over the top uh, Hartwig thing uh, that, being Hartwig kind of. It yeah, it Hartwigified. Yeah, yeah. That that's what brought it over the. top. I felt really bad for your son because I don't know if he could. I don't think he could hear Kevin at all. Mm-hmm. But no, <laughs> Kevin just straight up screaming, "Yeah, suck that random stranger! He sucked him right off!" Oh my god. <laughs> It was brutal. I, I felt bad for my son because he wanted to play, and so I let him do 2v2 with me online, and he was just getting murked the whole time. Yeah. Just completely demolished, and, you know, a kid that age, if he if he's having no shot, he, he's going to quit. And I was like, oh, that's too bad. But, but I mean, he, you know he, what? He liked to be part of it. He liked to be on stream. He liked to hang out with you. And, he did. Uh, we were cheering you on the entire mm-hmm. time. Like, it... it Hartwig hyping it up while annoying also made us excited to want to watch you play. And you know what, Joel? Got to tell you, we we all play our little games. You know, you play mm-hmm. your games, I play my games, we all play our little games. And in the world of a solo, I've seen Getty play Destiny and it is damn near impressive. But I don't, I don't want to play Destiny. I've seen you play Smash Brothers, and I don't want to play Smash Brothers. But watching you play Smash Brothers up there was relative. It, it made me think, like, oh damn, Joel knows what he's doing. Joel's played Smash like a lot, <laughs> a lot. I, you know, I forget. And then like you know, it's like watching Kevin play Rocket League. If you put Kevin in Rocket League, it's I don't want to play anymore. It's not fun. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so watching. Watching you play Smash him. was a lot of fun for me, and it, it, it kind of reinforced it like, oh, damn, you're right. Joel's really good at Smash. I forgot. I forgot. So kudos to you, my friend. I did live with Northern Illinois' premier Smash Brothers player for a good year, so something rubbed off a little bit there. But hmm. Okay. Getty, give me some moments or things from Extra Life. Stuff and things. Stuff and things. Man, there, we had a lot of fun this year. I I really do miss having everybody there in the same room and just getting the the overall feeling from everyone of how tired they are leading into those last mm-hmm. hours because it was just like a trudge through the mud. Um, if I had to pick... A, I'll pick a couple of things. So... Getting to play Among Us, uh, I felt that was the closest that we were all as a team. Just because of, yeah. you know, uh, a little bit joking back and forth and getting to to shout through the microphone. Like, oh, come on. But, you know, we, we didn't get the Tournament of Power this year. Um, I don't know. I... I think my favorite times were when Alex was asleep on the couch and Kevin was playing Baldur's Gate. Yeah. <laughs> but the way that Kevin was playing it was just very... I know that it's not a game that is very action-packed. You have to be methodical in the way that you you move around and, and plan ahead in order to, to succeed in the battles and some of the text-based options. 
but you know, I realize I don't think I want to watch another person play that. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> at all. No, no. I, I feel like those kind of games you have to have a certain presentation along with it to make it engaging. And Hartwood has the personality, but I also feel like the few times I've watched him play a strategy game like Divinity. Most of the time, he's, like, explaining the mechanics and being, like, very straight-faced about what he's doing and uh, not hamming it up like he might do with stuff like uh, Hot to Full Boyfriend yeah. or I Love You, Colonel Sanders, right? Uh, you need that Heartwood manic energy somehow injected into that. And Yeah, yeah. that's what I, my, last, my last point. So I cannot watch Kevin play Baldur's Gate. What I can watch him play is Metal Gear Revengeance. Because that was <laughs> that's, that was the that, thing that was over the top. That's what I needed out of so that, that's, extra that's for life. me. That was that was my, one of my moments. Was strictly because he was like, <laughs> "All right, we're gonna play this stupid game," and the credits came up. Like there's just the start menu came on. And he goes, "Wait, what? What is this?" <laughs> and we told him. We all told him all about Metal Gear Revengeance. And all, and then like he starts playing it, and then he's like getting through to his first like mech fighting with a sword. With his little ninja sword, he's like, "Wait, is this awesome? I think this might be awesome, guys." And it was just a wave of emotion, be like, "No, this sucks again. I can't figure this out." And then it's like, "You have to parry, dude." And he's like, "Dude, I think this game might be awesome again." It's like, "Dude, yeah, I don't know." Just, it just like turned, it turned real quick. All of a sudden, the music kicked. Like I was like, "Kevin, the music's really good. The music's really fun because it's very like Japanese rock, and the vocals come in." And he's like, "No, I don't know what you're talking about." And then like. Two hours in, he's like, "Dude, this music rules. This music's the best." I'm like, "Yeah, I know. I told, I, I told you." This. Yeah, tell like Kevin, just do the ninja run all the time. Like, no, that's stupid. Like, oh, I can run on missiles. Yeah, yeah. Do the yeah. ninja run <laughs> all the time. Just do that. Uh, that that game, that da- that is that game is a perfect uh, palate cleanser for Hartwood for the Metal Gear series because like it it rivals. And they're kind of apples and oranges, but it rivals five with gameplay. Like that game is insanely fun gameplay wise, but it probably has some of the dumbest story conceits <laughs> and characters in the total series. So like it, it is everything that you could want in a Metal Gear flavored character action game. Now, the other uh, moments I did want to say is that I liked uh, including my partner Beth with us in some of those games, playing uh, Dark Pictures, mm-hmm. passing the controller to her, having her make her own choices that would kind of impact our story. Uh, us yelling, oh, no, no, no. Or um, Hat to Full Boyfriend, uh, she was just really happy to like to contribute. She's not a really big gamer, but when she can, uh, she's always very excited. And then throwing that out there, also Joel and Kelly playing kingdom hearts i think kingdom hearts is stupid and i don't like it i've played through the first one (laughs) but you got to the one world that i do like which is halloween town yes from nightmare before christmas so uh when you started your stream of kingdom hearts uh i just honed in i was like okay here we go this is this is the out of part one i beat part one i got halfway through two this is the world that i was like yeah let's go let's watch halloween town that that was fortunate timing uh we had just finished at Atlantis. Yeah. That, that part yeah. was fucking miserable. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it, it's, that was the perfect, uh, thing to land on for the stream for sure. 
my kids were very excited about that. Yeah. Uh, I just thought it was funny that they kept trying to sit on top of you the entire yeah. time. They're like, let me sit in your lap. Let me just crouch into this couch. And your dog was all yeah. up on you. And we're like, I'm just trying to play Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> yeah, but those are some of our favorite things. Uh, Joel, did you have any last minute uh, thoughts on uh, uh, Extra Life? Uh, better to watch next year. I, yeah. I mean, like we, I, we put a lot of work into this. We did. I, I well, you put a lot of work into this, and <laughs> it it really, despite what challenges it was, I think it went really well uh, for a remote session. And so, while I don't want this to be the regular thing, it's nice to know that we have a backup that works at least. It took it the first hour or two was a lot of troubleshooting. You weren't there for that. Uh, probably yeah. partially because the first I started up Alan Wake and the game booted with no ground. Yep. So, <laughs> so there was a lot Oops. of stuff going on in the beginning, but I think by the end we'd kind of gotten our footing. We had really kind of were able to move between games. Audio was less of a factor. The entire thing was really well by the end. I think that we had a, a smooth uh, thing going on by the end. So. Yeah, I think we all did a good job. I think we all tried very hard to present uh, a schedule that made sense. By the end, it always falls apart to me. I know it always. I'm going to play Sonic Adventure, and then I'm like, man, this game kind of... I don't feel like playing Sonic Adventure. It's like, I'm really <laughs> tired, and I'm not hyped. So I, I love how you avoided the words, it sucked. <laughs> I don't think... You know what? Playing it, I don't think it sucks. I liked Sonic Adventure, and I had a good time, but I also had no energy for it. So it right. didn't make me, it didn't get me hyped at all. So I was like, I don't know. I got to find something mellow. Cause I'm, it's like, I have one more hour and I'm tired. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I think that we all worked very hard and uh, I thank you both for uh, being there uh, for the entire time. Thank you, Alec. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you everybody that streamed with us. Anybody that gave donations. Yes. Uh, we got close to three grand. It was fantastic. Uh, Getty's wife owes Extra Life $40. I'm going to hot shot her. Uh, she tried to pay me to watch your dog, and I told her to put it towards Extra Life. Okay. Not getting paid to watch your dog. Your dog's cute. Anyway, I think everything, we worked hard. And thank you all who donated. Now, let's move on to one last thing. One last thing. We give one last sentence, one last statement, sending us into the weekend and you, the listener, into the weekday. For me, hold on, I'm getting my train of thought. Edit this part out, Joel. Nope, keep it. We'll see. It's one last thing. <laughs> Alex, what's your one uh, last thing? Okay, I'm playing Oberdin. Gotta tell you, it's it's helping me sleep at night. It's very calming, it's very relaxing, and it's a work-like. We will talk about it another time. Joel? I uh, I finally started seriously dipping into Final Fantasy VII Remake. Again? I think I think I'm gonna beat it this month. Uh, I'm it's my intention to play it sort of whole hog and, and try to wrap it up by Thanksgiving. And so we'll we'll be ready to finally have that conversation. <laughs> what six months later? <laughs> we can do a spoiler cast whenever you want. Uh, I mean, I don't know if we need to do a spoiler cast. Maybe we can just choose it for our backlog block. Okay. We, we've we've gone outside the window of uh, early adopters for it by now. 
Uh, also, just a quick uh, shout out to uh, Disco Elysium, which has taught me a little bit about critical race theory this past week. Okay. Yeah. Um, I- interesting subjects that you go into in that uh, although I can I can appreciate it, sort of like uh, touching on some uh, stuff with dark undertones. We'll have to talk about that sometime too. Fantastic, Getty. I finished Last of Us Two before coming up today to record the podcast. Was Joel dead the whole time? We can't talk about that. Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> I can't, uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, one of these days we can talk about it, but, uh, yeah. But uh, what's next? Uh, I hope to play through Little Hope. I have a couple of, yeah, bug snacks. I've been slowly grinding my way through Blasphemous, um, and Tokyo. I'm going to try and finish up Tokyo Mirage before the end of this month. God. Is Blasphemous difficult? Yes. I, we, we I early, actually we, haven't we found early adopted it, very it Joel. I, I think that's one of those I didn't play. I'm, I'm sure it is. I'm positive it is because I remember it. <laughs> it's awesome. And it's, it is difficult, isn't it? No. I thought it was pretty hard. It's not difficult. Really? Uh, okay. it can't, okay, so I, I can see where you would think it would be difficult. It's very Souls-like, because you can die, you resurrect at the the reset point, but it's more forgiving than a Souls. Okay. Um, but it's more Castlevania, or Metroidvania-esque to me, uh, and uh, I've been exploring the map all willy-nilly, so I could have yeah. fought a couple of bosses by now, but I decided I was going to see how far I could get into the areas before needing sure. to do it i really do like how weird the story is too it's very and yeah. it's it's the little i've seen it's just visually gruesome too like yeah. it's wild yeah i think after i if i don't know what you've seen but after you kill the first boss your character just like fills up his helmet with the blood of the boss and then slides <laughs> it back over his face and i was like yeah. well that's <laughs> it's probably gonna get sticky i don't know why you would do that no. but Okay, so handheld mode while the kids are in another room. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> yep. I've been waiting for that to go on sale on Switch. Uh, and uh, just one more uh, final programming note. We are working now. The next project, Game of the Year. We will be doing our lists as well as our guest lists as we have before in the past. And so, a six-hour long uh, podcast d- to go with it. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, Getty. They're not six hours long. There's six hours uh, a day for four days. Get ready. So we're not Why? bringing gaming fix in to do a, a combo cast and just Last talk I for heard, six hours. I get it. Six hours was giant bomb. Gaming fix, I think, is longer. <laughs> Are they really? I'm pretty sure it's longer. Yeah, I think so. I missed last year's, so maybe I'll I'll have to listen to this year's. And that will be it for this week's Super GG Radio. Before we go, you can find us on Twitter at Super GG Radio and twitch.tv slash Super GG Radio, where we are streaming. Content. We, did, mm-hmm, we got some, we still got some Deep Rock Mondays. 
Uh, Joel Miss 2D Tuesdays, we're going to keep going with that. I think you and Kelly are going to go back to playing some SNES and NES games. Uh, um, I'm, I'm sort of debating maybe making it uh, two nights a week for Kingdom Hearts for a while. Yeah. Just so we can try to really push along and make some progress on it. Make what? it through, figure out you who Xehanort is. Oh, God, no. And I think that you're you're probably, what, more than halfway through it. I'll take your word for it. We've been trudging along and making progress. Now, uh, there will be some more streams. I think that I'm planning to take over Fridays with Frog Fractions. i got to double check. Uh, Outer Kevin's schedule with school has been a little bit tricky. But we are still going with uh, Racing Sundays. And Getty's giving me a look like he wants to leave. So we're going to say... If you'd like to reach us with questions or input, our email address is superggradio at gmail.com. And provide a review on iTunes. Please provide a review. Please, please, please. It does make a difference on our visibility. Or you can review us on the Xbox Vape Smoke of your choice. Uh, thanks for listening. GG, Joel. Good game. GG, Getty. Good game. Good night, everybody. <laughs>